Hey, Redline Radio listeners, you can find us every Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Neither of us want to deal with the pain and hardship of moving out and getting another place that my roommate and I are just like, in a Mexican standoff, who will move out first? Because whoever moves out first, the other person is just going to keep the place, keep a two-bedroom in Ukrainian village for not a lot of money and just live there as it's... Indefinitely. Yeah, indefinitely. Would you? So. It's not a shithole. It's a guy's apartment. Yeah, it's a fine apartment. Yeah. Other than our couches that Ryan like it, it's, likes to make fun of. It's it has the couches like, are gross. The couches are it has a they dis- they're used a lot. It they're ha- used. Well, yeah, you sit on them. You have a distinct like frat house vibe in there. Yes, I'm surprised say. you never like took the time to upgrade it. I sit on Wayfair, no free ads, but I sit on Wayfair like. Every other day, I'm like, I'm going to pull the trigger. I'm going to get the new couches and just drop like a thousand bucks on a whole new you you know, living room set or whatever. But I can't because we have uh, Vict- uh, Alice and Victoria coming in, like grading our houses or whatever. And a couple mm-hmm. and a couple weeks videos coming out. And then there wouldn't be anything to make fun of. So I'm leaving the shitty couches. I think she could find something, Dave. I don't know. I think it's it might be an apartment, your though. artwork in there and your decor is like 90s bulls and five white socks yeah. tv on top of a mini fridge yeah we don't have another because we don't have another stand for it so it's on the mini fridge no, no, I don't, i'm not judging yeah, i don't care no, i am all about just like hey whatever yeah. works like right if that's what you want to do like I, I remember i had a conversation with carl back in the day when he still had his illinois baseball stuff hung and he i think he had a grow over or something and she was like i feel like i'm you know like we're in college and you're yeah. like oh well, I never realized like how I need to kind of beef this up, and I think he got like a Casablanca poster. It was like age twenty five, twenty six, and I, I was do in that have fringe one. where you had all your college stuff and you had your posters and shit. Yeah, and there's like, what is this stuff? And it, it's like an it's like ripping a bandaid off where you realize like, wait, I'm not eighteen years old. Like I'm not. I can't sit around and like worship. And that's something that I feel like you need someone to tell you. Like that's not no something... one self realizes. No, that. nobody yeah. no, realizes. And I think it's, it's always like a girl. Yeah. I think it's always a girl. <laughs> you just never realize that it's like, like I need really. To yeah. I do have that one random, really nice painting of I think it's Manhattan. It is, I I, yeah, it is really nice. That actually. I don't yeah. have any idea how we got it or <laughs> yeah. why it's hanging yeah. in my apartment, but it is hanging there. It's beautiful, it's beautiful, yeah. beautiful piece of artwork. So even now, as like I'm 33, when I moved into this place in February, I was like, I'm going to make this. An adult feeling. Right. Right. Like I'm going to have like nicer finishes and things like that. I've been there six months. Like I just like put the dog crate in like a more acceptable. It's place. impossible. Like, it's like I don't know how to make like I had this vision of what an adult lives like. And I don't know how to make it come true. Like yeah. I don't know where to go. I don't know like what. So I, you get like you almost get like paralyzed with like you're like what, what it's pillows more, you're going to get it's, on fucking it's, Wayfair. It's laziness. Is what it really boils down to. It does boil down to that, and that's what leads me to what we originally started this with, is because, Eddie, you are going through the process of moving to this new place. I remember you were saying in New York you were getting a bed, there's a couch coming, the fucking Comcast guy was in the way. Yeah, so that was the big thing to me, is I, me, my roommate and I, we were just very concerned about the couch. Like, you need a good couch. like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Obviously, Dave and I are kind of on the uh, separate ends of the spectrum here, because you still got the, the duct tape couch in there. But There's no duct tape on it. I, it I was thinking about putting duct tape on it, though. You okay, could okay. use duct tape. I, yeah. I could use some duct tape, but laziness, from it. I don't ever buy duct tape. So, yeah, we splurged. We went to Bob's Furniture, you know, got a nice L couch, whatever, and, uh, you know, went got Comcast. And just the whole process of, like, someone has to be there all the time. And I know Chief just went through this, I remember. And it was he looked like he just got done playing a seven-game uh, NHL series after he was – by the time he was done with it. Ragged. So, yeah, Run it's, ragged. It's yeah. a rough uh, – pro- we're at the top floor, so, you know, you're hauling all that shit up there. And, uh, I mean, yeah, it's just it's, – it's the process of moving is just always – it's never fun. All right, so come on down to Eddie's for a pregame this weekend. Sure. Uh, next part of the grab bag. I was on a bachelor party this weekend with 30 guys. I was the youngest guy there by three years. I'm 32 years old. What do you think that bachelor party was like? Uh, can we get the location first? It was in Lake Geneva at a, like a mansion on the lake or whatever that somebody had rented out, you know, months ago. So you golfed? Yeah, you golfed. Yeah, we golfed. Mm-hmm. Um, Golf? Someone someone was asked to never go back to the Sugar Shack, which is a men's <laughs> gentleman club, because now there's debate if it was a quarter or a nickel, but someone threw change, oh, loose no. change at a stripper. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. Cannot. That's a projectile. That's a big That's, no-no. Yeah. So they were like, you have to go. And uh, and then the next morning, it was like two guys were arguing with each other about like who who threw it <laughs> and whether or not it was a quarter or a nickel. So a horrible set of circumstances. <laughs> is there a difference? Friday, it's a horrible set. Of, well, the rounded surfaces. 
and the nickel's a little more dense. So I think you got a better opportunity to break skin. Sure, but like the, the insult is like they threw it as an insult, I assume, right? Yeah, but I think you're asked to leave for like the physical assault part of it, not the emotional assault. Like, yeah, I mean, it is <laughs> okay. the grading that you throw loose change at a stripper, but at the same time, it's also like kind of dangerous. Uh, so it's it horrible of a situation. That was Friday, like while I was, was like, where the what what's going on? Uh, Saturday was particularly funny, like trying to sort that out, well, as I, you can imagine. I bet, and I mean, thir- so everyone was all you're all you're thirty, thirty one. I'm thirty two. So in thirty two, so you were the youngest. There I was mean, a cousin there that was a couple years younger than me, so he was the youngest one. I was the second youngest one, and then the next closest person was three years older than me. So I'll throw you back this. So you said thirty guys. How many guys is too many guys in a bachelor party? Ooh, 30. 30 is way too much. Well, they had yeah. two houses. Okay. So there was the That's house nice. of, like, the golfers and the guys that wanted to get up, and then there was the house of the guys that wanted to, like, be out till 5 o'clock in the okay. morning. Okay, so they organized that pretty yeah, well. Yeah, I mean, right? it was well done. Okay. How far was the Sugar Shack? How far was the bars? Uh, Within blocks. Oh, because okay. you could walk. So yes. you walked everywhere? Yeah. Great planning by whoever planned yeah. that. Yeah. Because... The fucking, uh, you know, figuring out the Ubers and the bus and everything, that is tough with 30 people. It is a horrible situation, and that's what brings me to this, is when's the last time you guys were on a well-organized bachelor party? Or have you ever? Actually, I, I, I ever have. Last, last uh, it was about a year ago, actually. It was last May. Uh, I went to a Cubsers-Cardinals game down in St. Louis for a bachelor party, and St. Louis is the biggest shithole ever, but... Uh, <laughs> kid's older brother rented out like this warehouse that the guy put on airbnb and all he does is have mattresses everywhere mm-hmm. and all all levels of the there was like six levels and there was like 30 of us down there and um all levels had like different bathrooms like kitchenettes and everything and it was actually kind of cool except we were in a fucking warehouse but uh casino uh a suite at the cubs cardinals game and then that's nice. that is well that's done. Ballpark good. Village, and it was it was the easiest, most efficient bachelor party ever. It's a hard thing to do. It is. Yeah, it's awful. It's bo- it's. And the worst part is the email stress. thread and the yeah. chains with guys oh. and like collecting the money and just like giving directions and updating things. You know what's the toughest part too is when you are. I don't actually. I don't know if anybody. You definitely are not in the same circumstance because you have two brothers, but I have two sisters, and I believe you have sisters as well. Mm-hmm. And Dave, you do like. Have you ever been to their? Uh, husband's bachelor party so i have one sister that's engaged right now i'm not sure i haven't been invited to anything yet and then i think i declined on my other sisters i have one sister who's married and now that i think about it, i wasn't invited on the bachelor party either (laughs) yeah this is bullshit he's a dink though well i guess going (laughs) back it's an interesting scenario because you're there you're you know you're there because like you have to be invited almost yeah and it's just like you're the only like don't fuck up yes yeah yeah. and then Mm -hmm. you're the only person who doesn't know everyone and it's just I don't know. It's those. I, I had a great time at both. Don't get me wrong, and I, I like both guys a lot. They're mm-hmm. great, but it's just it's it, it's different. It's you know what I mean? Dynamic, it, yeah. It's different. Now, last thing I want to float about float out about bachelor parties is a question: Is there a market for like a software or an app that just for guys to like just about organizing guy trips? Because I can't get another. I can't get eighty eight fucking emails. And I don't know anybody on the list. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Reply alls. It's just like I don't even know where to start. So you get lost for a day, and then it's just like, fuck it. I'm not going back. So you're, what you're trying to do is bring back travel agents. I'm trying to figure out if Parcel's doing My Big Brain Volume 2 and if My Big Brain can go out there and pitch Portnoy on like a, a software technology that's just like heavily ingrained on like guy trips. There's I love an, it. There's yeah. an, like put it where you're from and then it, and your average income, and it spits out like an algorithm of what you should do. Yeah, I mean, let's Sorry, not get too cocky. I'm thinking more on the organizational <laughs> side as like a type A guy. Like, I want to know where things are at. Just make the process simpler. Then you can partner with an airline. You can partner with an Airbnb. Okay. You bring the people to one consolidated, centralized spot. So I'm making this up as I go, by the way. How am That's, I doing? I think you're doing I, pretty well. You're, you're selling me sense. right now. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. You're selling so you guys me. will quit our jobs and do this? No, yeah. I, That's I right. We don't. So let's get the fucking sports. <laughs> How was that? I liked Good. it. Okay, Good, transition. Yeah, it great, is it, yeah. Let's do an ad read. I love it. Let's do an ad read. Dave, you're up. All right, let me pull up uh, the ad reads for this now week. Now batting, five foot nine. All right, uh, this week, let me make sure I have May 16th. We are good to go. Um, Roman, I think Ryan, you-, you love having sex. Mm. What's your secret to uh, last longer in bed? Uh, well, I use Roman swipes. Yeah, it's the only yeah. way to go. Uh, Roman swipes are clinically proven uh, way to last longer in bed. They're effective, easy to use, fast acting, and doctor recommended, but don't require a prescription. That's key because you don't need a prescription, obviously. Are these no uh, fragrance swipes? Why would you need a fragrance on a swipe? Just saying, like on hot summer day? 
That's well. That is true. Um, maybe they can combine two into one or something. Roman uh, can ship to you in discreet, unmarked packaging, and each swipe packet is small enough to hide it in your wallet for whenever you need it. Swipes are great. They will not transfer your partner, so you can last longer without worrying. They're super easy to use. Just take the swipes out of your pocket, apply, let it dry, and you're good to go. That's it. So I mentioned two day shipping for free uh, for Redline Radio listeners, Carl. Uh, keep Roman swipes in your back pocket for longer, better sex, and you get two free day shipping at getroman.com slash redline. That's getroman.com slash redline. Dave, at any point in time, has at least six swipes in his pocket. <laughs> Never sure know. Does. Not bad, Dave. The same six three. he's had for forever, but he has them. They're oh, there. Man. I, uh, <laughs> that actual nervous laugh might have been the funniest <laughs> thing you've done <laughs> in months. <laughs> oh, oh. What else we got? What else we got? I think we got to talk about how this podcast was mentioned on the airwaves of ESPN 1000, right? Yeah. I mean, Carl, you take Making it away, waves. man. It was, your, it was something you said. I was pretty sweet. I, Thursday, you guys know I love Kyle Hendricks. Does everybody yeah, know? Have you, have you mentioned that? Everybody's listening to this knows that I love Kyle Hendricks for a lot of reasons. And he was in, getting interviewed on ESPN 1000 uh, with Cap and uh, Pat Boyle in the morning. They aired the interview twice. And they just bluntly asked him. You know, we've been listening to Redline Radio, so I'm going to play the clip. So last week I was listening to a podcast, uh, I think it was Redline Radio, and they had a theory on on why you've had some slow starts in April. They said your your arm is more lively at the start of the season, and once you get a few starts under your belt, a little more arm fatigue, spin rate goes up, and that changeup has more sync to it. You buy that at all? In a way, I guess, that kind of makes sense. I mean, it, it takes me a little while just to feel like my arm is kind of more in shape, I guess, you know, pitching shape. Um, I am such a feel guy, kind of like you guys said, and sometimes it just takes my feel a little longer to come along, and it, it's frustrating at times, you know. You, I want to get off to a good start, and I, I've tried to change things up in spring, um, you know, tried different routines here and there, but unfortunately it just hasn't worked out quite the way I've wanted it yet, but part of it is probably just the way I pitch also, yeah. Now, obviously, I think that's pretty cool, right? It's like, yeah. I, I'm a huge Cubs guy. Like I said, I love Kyle Hendricks starting the podcast, so he's talking about the content. So he's not just talking about the content. Kyle Hendricks, Dartmouth grad, saying that you're probably probably right. He didn't, like, flat-out deny it. So He didn't deny me. Didn't deny you at all. So, so that's step one. So this is where you come. If you Like, this is something that is, like, at the core of this podcast is, like, deep dive baseball shit and now it's like kind of getting out there in the chicago culture that hey carl and dave kind of know what they're talking about after so, the you darvish stuff i'll take whatever feather in my cap i can take. <laughs> like i've been to hell and back even without being like a barstool guy like just breaking being, like, news just doing i was those wrong stu- about you, know, you. <laughs> yeah i just got fucked on like everything i tried to touch i feel like for the longest time so everything comes full circle i yeah. still think you're right about you I still think you were right about you. Well, you I were had just that early. fucking story. I'm not joking. Yeah. I knew that. That, that was lockstep. We're, we're, 30 then, for 30 is coming around the corner on that one day. And you'll be invited. And what else will be featured on that 30 for 30 will probably be tonight's game. Arietta versus you, Darvish. This is exactly the type of matchup you don't want to watch as like a Cubs fan. There's no good that comes out of this. Yeah, the, I kind of got like a little bit of the goosebumps or the chills. I don't know exactly when uh, Ariana's wife tweeted a picture of her them flying in and just at the skyline and everything. It was just like, whoa, like, you know, this is, uh, yeah. there's, there's emotions here, man. Yeah, it was very real. Now, Ariana can go out and he can lose, and that would suck because it's Jake Ariana, and I just don't want to watch him lose. Mm-hmm. Now, I get it. The Cubs are playing the Phillies. It's a fucking game. We're competing. My love for Jake Arietta is rich and deep. Mm-hmm. So if there's a way for him to go like seven scoreless and the Cubs win one nothing, it's a quick fucking game because they need a quick game after, yeah. you know, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I, I think I feel the same way. Like Jake Arietta is one of my favorite Cubs ever. I remember when like he was a free agent and I was just like, just bring him back. Like just bring him back. Like I don't know that deal he ended up signing with the Phillies was what three and for ninety seventy five. Yeah, yeah, so it's just like you know they, I feel like they could have made that happen and they like opted to go with you, and it just I don't know it just hasn't worked out. I, I wish they had just stuck with it even if it was on like an emotional level. I feel like he had less risk even if he was wearing down. Yeah, you so. looked awesome last time out though. He struck out eleven. He did. So he did. This could be like a swing swing game for you, and yep. I do sense a stretch coming for you if it's like. Seven out of ten starts, six out of nine starts, something where he really fucking shoves. Do you think that 
you looked at this matchup and like maybe now he swings the other way because he might be a little bit of a mental midget. Be like, oh fuck, this is the guy that like basically like traded him for me. Like, that's, no, uh, he's, or is he aware? Is he a lot aware of his of mental midgetness is just with him. There's very little to do with the other team. This is a guy who's always dominated competition, mm-hmm. so like all his stuff is just over the mound with his mechanics and. So no, you. Do, I don't think you gives a fuck. He about doesn't it. care about Jake. What you just wants is like go out and make fans happy, and like so yeah. I, I think for him it's like go out there, get a fucking couple strikeouts in the first inning, get some momentum. Again though, the problem is I see like a five percent probability that this game ends with like Cubs fans being happy. Like the results are just right. all, like Dar- yeah. even if Darvish goes out and beats Arietta, like it would have to be like one nothing awesome game. I mean, Arietta's been just scooping protein powder into his mouth on the plane. Like, this guy's ready. <laughs> yeah, like, let's talk about Push that. Push-ups, yeah. He's I doing mean, yoga. Like, how? Yeah. Like, Arietta wants the applause more than Darvish does from the oh, Wrigley crowd tonight. He better get, like, a full-on, like, minute-long yeah. standing ovation. But that really shows, like, how much you, like, this could be a big turning point for Couldn't him. Couldn't it? Right? Yeah. It could be huge. No, I don't think it can set him back that much. I think the Cubs have managed him. To the point where they're just not going to let you, like, have a blow-up. Like, you see he's pitched four innings the last couple times out. They've taken him out with mm-hmm. 75, 80 pitches, like, around there because it's just like, whatever. You we don't want him to go out in the fifth, yeah. shit his pants, and then be set back for a couple weeks. So. And I think someone asked you if we should be happy with that or not. And you were like, yeah, anytime, like, we can get, you Yeah, know. it's small building blocks until it's like, like, the season for you really hasn't gotten started because he hasn't settled in. And, like, it will happen, and you'll know it. When you see it, mm-hmm. like it's just you'll know it when you see it, and so it could happen tonight. But like getting up to that point, just yes, yeah, small victories. What's like the next thing that he has to accomplish for you to say like he is like he is settled in? Well, what are we looking he did, for? Last start was it eleven okay. strikeouts and zero walks. Yeah, and okay. so it's the fastball command. If he can throw his fastball for a strike, it's ninety six, it's ninety seven. It's very hard to hit. If he can jump ahead with that, then he can jump ahead with his. Like get me over curveball or slider, whatever type of little little wrinkle breaking ball at OO. So then when he can throw those two pitches for strikes at OO, mm-hmm. fucking does not. That's it. Okay. Then the team, the, the opposing team, screwed. So good on him. Chris Bryant's back officially. Three home runs on Friday Jeez. night. Albert Elmore is showing a little bit of pop here. Yep. Yes, he a is. A lot of extra base hits oh, over sure the weekend. That's very encouraging. Um, what else across the board? Javi Baez with a little bit of a. Ugh. Did you see that? He, like, rolled his ankle, hurt his heel, making a fucking sweet play against yep. Jeremy Hulkson yesterday. Scared Twitter a little bit. Yep. So, but rightfully so. So, uh, honestly, I don't know where the weaknesses are for the Cubs outside of C.J. Edwards and outside of, like, not having a dominant back-end reliever. But That dominant back-end's coming soon, though. It's mid-May. Feeling. Yeah, it's got to be coming. Yeah. They, they were rumored to be in on Ken Giles from Toronto. He's got a power slider. He's um, good. And that was a guy who was with the Astros, I believe, back mm-hmm. in 2017. Yep. The same. <laughs> I was like, I remember that name. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, but it's the same. It's that same mm-hmm. guy. Okay. He's a tough slider to hit. So, yeah. So a lot of good juju. And then I'm trying to think if there was one. Oh, David Bodie hit a home run. It had been a while since we talked about David Bodie. Since he had, like, done something where fans were like, Duh, David Bodie. Yeah. <laughs> so David Bodie did that. As long as you get one of those moments every now and then, you know, his team's in fucking good shape. And Brian, three-dawn game. Huge. Oh, in inning seven, eight, nine. <laughs> so, so, so wild. First time that's happened yeah. since J.D. Martinez. It doesn't happen very often. He almost, I shouldn't say almost, the fucking world was watching his first at bat the next game because if he homered in the first inning, he'd be the first player in Major League, Major League history to homer in four, four straight, straight innings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really? Yeah. The, he didn't do it, Ed. <laughs> uh, what is going on with the second base situation with the Cubs right now? You know what? It's in a dicey spot with Ben Zobrist obviously being out, and then you know with Addison Russell, they're going to try and figure out a way to get him to play every day. Did they, they just have to kind of temper it? Did they give any type of timeline at all or indication about Zobrist? No, you couldn't. You couldn't. Yeah, three young kids. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, I don't like people that are like, "It's your fucking job. Get out there and play." No, no, come on, man. Yeah, no, baseball's take, really take. adapted in that aspect. Yeah. I mean, even, you know, pregnancies and stuff like that. There's, I mean, they're giving guys. To, I mean, it's okay. Yeah. There's, you know, there's a lot of games. Well, Dude, it's like this the is only- guy who would like walk home with his kids from the ballpark. Yeah, obviously this hits home. Obviously he's a good guy. Mm-hmm. Obviously it's come out that it's not him. It's his wife. Yep. So that was shocking. Yeah, yeah, shocking. Well, well, I, I know he's... Wacky Jackies are going to be Wacky Jackies, <laughs> man. Like, that's it. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like you always assume that the ball player is the guy running around. But, yeah, very, very surprising. Has there been much of an update in our guy in uh, minor leagues? Mm-mm. No? No. Nothing? No. Yeah. Don't. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, if someone goes out like that, like, you'd naturally think. You'd like, think. It'd be time for him to step up. So it's just not, we're not ready yet. I don't know what's going on with Ian Happ. 
He is struggling badly in Des Moines, Iowa right now. He's Ooh. sitting like 210, getting on base like a 300 clip, no power. I, baseball guys don't do slumps like this. Baseball guys get better. This is he's he might be cooked, man. He really might be cooked. How does that happen? I don't. How do you just know. lose it? Like you know, high first round draft pick. Like how do you just? What was the eighth overall? Yeah, yeah. I I have no idea to be honest. Switch hitter. I mean, poor defensively. So all his value is tied to his bat, and his bat is just right. bad. And it's I mean, mechanics one. So not getting yeah. better. So just not getting better. Pitchers are getting better. Mm-hmm. Teams are getting better facing you. One, two, unprepared for spring training, fucking struck out at like a 55% rate in spring training or just something astronomically bad. And then the third thing is he was really, really, really salty when Theo was like, you're starting in AAA, and he hadn't even come close to earning a roster spot. No. Where it was like, well, David Bodie. Could you imagine David Bodie being in AAA over Ian uh, Happ right now after everything Bodie's done this year? No. So then for Happ to be like, well, fuck, you know, he got really mad. I, I mean, I understand you would, but like, Okay, you get really mad. My expectation would be, I'll see you in two or three weeks. Mm-hmm. Go and right, show, right. get yeah. right. And so right. let's get back to this point. Seven weeks into the season, what do you think Ian Happ's 2019 year? Exactly. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So it, this happens in other sports. I feel like sometimes where they just like give a guy a change of scenery. Well, is it, is he does he still thought of in a way that he has enough talent that someone will take a like take a flyer yeah, definitely. on him? I would imagine. I mean, yeah. I don't. I haven't seen him in AAA. I don't know if it's like a bat speed thing or a focus thing or like an injury thing. Okay. I mean, he's but, he's walking at a fifteen percent clip and he's striking out a twenty six percent clip. His ISO is only a buck thirty seven. That's now. awful. One forty is major yeah. league average. So yeah. just to be clear, too, this is a guy that could have packaged with Schwarber and maybe somebody else for Jacob DeGrom aggressively. Who knows? Somebody, a starting pitcher. This is a guy Someone that good. we repeatedly have said could potentially be used for a trade, yada, 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 and we've repeatedly said no. So, and we're now having a conversation like, is Can you get anything from him? done? Yeah. Right. It's No, it's, he's not done because it's baseball and he'll come back and it's all. So, like, don't be surprised if Ian Happ hits, like, 10 homers in the second half. Done. For the Cubs. Yes. Yes. Because I've just been fucking lamenting on how bad he's been. That's how baseball that's how, works. That's baseball God's talking right there. All right, so Cubs are good. We've got an interesting uh, little stretch here coming up with the Phillies, mm-hmm. followed by the Reds, followed by a trip to Houston. So the Cubs have another they, – they play, I think, for the next 12, 13 days in a row. they got a three-game set in Houston next week. I'm not looking forward to it. Oh, I'm cool. staying right now in the moment. We've got five, six, seven games at home. Let's take care of them. Yeah, it'd be yeah. interesting if you ends up facing Houston. Yeah, that's a, you know. Yeah, well, the Cubs are a great home team. So this, you know, they're fifteen and six or something like that at home. I mean, they, this should be a stretch to kind of fatten up here before you. And before admittedly, you... Wrigley's a hard place to play early in the season. Yeah, it's cold, mm-hmm. windy, windy, yeah. shitty. You come into Chicago; it's a great city to travel into for opposing teams. It's like that they get that flu, they get yeah. that Chicago flu. That yeah, they viewed yeah. all that on the south side. Yeah. It's tougher teams to come to the cell. Let's do an ad read first, though, Eddie. All right, let's do an ad read. How about this? If you want to go see this lovely team play at Wrigley Field, how about SeatGeek? So buying tickets can be complicated and confusing, but there's a simpler way to buy, and that's with SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to every type of live event. Whether you're catching your favorite musician on tour, shopping for the perfect gift, or searching for a last-minute deal to see your favorite team, SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed. Nothing beats being there in person at the biggest plays of the year. And SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value. So how about this? I got the SeatGeek app on my phone. You guys? Mm-hmm. I do. Yep. Yeah. So it's a, by far the easiest way to do it. I found shop to find uh, shopping for tickets. Uh, you can use it anywhere. With just a few taps, I can instantly find seats. And I actually just bought uh, SeatGeek tickets to uh, a great concert. I thought yeah. it was Billy Joel, July 26th in Baltimore. Yeah, it's going to be great. Is that at Camden Yards? It is. It Ooh. is. Yeah, Camden Yards, you warehouse, the acoustics off the warehouse. Very nice. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be very great. <laughs> yep. So uh, how about that? So uh, just download the, SeatGeek, download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code REDLINE today. That's promo code REDLINE for $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. That's download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code REDLINE today. That's promo code REDLINE for $10 off. Your first SeatGeek purchase. I have a trick when it comes to SeatGeek. Mm-hmm. Get off the plane in a new city, pull out SeatGeek, see what they got going on the next couple of days. Hey, pretty they good. They got every venue you want in the city. I've yep. done that every time I've been getting off a plane. I get off a lot of planes. Yeah. Perfect. That's a good, great, great travel app. If you travel alone, SeatGeek is a great thing to do. Find something to do at night. Ed, I'm a little bit upset with you, though. Why? 
Is you left the hardest ad read for me lately? I, that was very <laughs> intentional. I saw that. that up, buddy. You started with Ooh, that buddy. I'm like, you motherfucker. <laughs> so big me guy, Ed. I, yeah, I mean, I, yep. I've had to read that ad read many times. So just you know, sharing the uh, yeah. sprinkling. Don't worry, I'll on. personally endorse it. Yeah. yeah, from one big me guy to another big me guy, White Sox Dave. I'm, I'm a me guy. You are? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'm a huge me guy. There's no, there's no I in team or whatever. It's all, it's all me. It's well, tell us me. about your team. My team's looking pretty good. Uh, like you said, they got murderer's row of baseball teams coming up in the next week, starting tonight with the Houston Astros. They're on the road. Then they go to Minnesota Twins, two best teams in baseball record-wise right now. Twins are awesome. They fucking kill the ball. They scored 40 runs against the Seattle, against the Seattle Mariners this past weekend. They, they murder the ball. And, they, and I'm not, I don't want to get too deep into this, but the signings they had this the last two years, like just little bridge signings because they got a nice loaded farm system too, have been fucking phenomenal. And I wish the White Sox would have kind of like tried to mirror that because they're a rebuilding team, but they're a rebuilding team that's fucking winning baseball On the fly, right yeah. So um, I had a little blog come out today where I talk about these two games or two series coming up and the Houston Astros and the Minnesota Twins are either first or second in baseball in every single offensive category other than the Twins are eighth in baseball in on base percentage so they kill the ball they got good fucking pitching and this next seven game stretch is going to be really good litmus litmus test on where Lucas Giolito you want know, to those young players because they're kind of beating up on shitty teams like Kansas City Royals, yep. Detroit Tigers right now. So I want to see them face Justin Verlander. I want to see them face Garrett Cole. Mm-hmm. You know, just fucking keep 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 raking. Keep so raking, they could go three and four over these seven games, but it could still be huge huge positive like momentum builder. Exactly, exactly. So the White Sox run differential is like fourth worst worst in baseball right now because. Mm-hmm. Their lack of depth really rears its ugly head in the third, fourth, fifth games of the series. Okay. So whenever Dylan Covey starts, they lose like fifteen to two. They'll lose fucking ten to six. Okay. So but when Lucas Giolito, Reynaldo Lopez, Radon before he got hurt, when those guys were pitching, they were fucking winning a lot of baseball games and it was really good, clean baseball. So it's, we're getting closer. Every fucking day, Dylan ceases closer. Michael Kopech's closer. Like, this team's so fucking close to being really fucking good. Yeah, let's, what about Cease? So I was watching some film on him, not with Tommy Kaz from the South Side this past weekend, but I was watching film. I love man, film. What a great compact delivery. It is so fucking Holy, smooth. It is so smooth. And next time you do that, go back and watch him in high school. It's night and day. He was so uncoordinated. Which and just like, tells you athlete, man. Just, he's such a fucking, and he's, he's put on a ton of weight. I don't know if he's doing, like, needle and ass steroids or anything. Maybe, maybe not. I hope he is. But, dude, he's just pounding strikes, downhill plane, a lot of tilt on I got his a, fastball. I got a Tim Hudson vibe from his delivery. It's very, very smooth, that's athletic, like, Hudson. repeatable, it's, like, in the set. That Eddie's not in. That do something for you, Ed? Tim Hudson, I like that. I loved him, yeah. too. Yeah. Tim, that's an excellent comparison. A lot more power, though. So, I'd, I don't know what they're doing with him yet because Manny Banuelos just got hurt. He sucks anyways, but... I don't know if they should hold him down just to fucking reach Super 2 stats. I mean, what like, if it's June? What if the weather's getting warm? What if the White Sox are still hanging around 500 and, and Dylan Cease can be the guy to come in and, like, that fifth? They're only three games huge, out of the wild card spot right now. I was just right going to say. That yeah. swing game is a huge game. If, you, have a, if exactly. you can swap out the worst pitcher in your rotation with your top prospect, it just makes a world of difference over, like, 20, 30 games. That's, I, I mean, what, at the end of the year, after 162 games, that could easily be... A ten game difference. Are you trying to make the playoffs this year, though? They. That's what I'm saying. So Joel Sherman came out with a really good article on tanking that came out this morning on Monday. Mm-hmm. And there's okay. There's five playoff teams in each league: three division champions, two wild cards. There is like arguably six, seven teams in the AL that are going to make like that should be playoff teams. Okay. The rest is just that yeah. much shit. It's Yankees, just, Red Sox, Rays. Rays. Twins, twins, and then the uh, Astros are the five that are like exactly for sure going to be in the picture. And the Rays could conceivably, talent wise, trail off. They haven't shown they're going to do that historically yeah. since they've been doing like they're a know, fucking the super, great organization. They are a great organization. Yeah. So, but then after that, the only other three teams that I think could like conceivably make a the run A's, maybe would be the A's if they get hot, they just fucking roasted the Tigers. The other one would be if the Angels with Shohei Otani coming back. He's like, looking good right now too. But they're they're starting pitching blows, and then it would be the White Sox, and the White Sox are the team everybody's kind of fucking sleeping on. They're they're, they're a sleeper team, man. I swear to God, they're that fucking sleeper, <laughs> sleeper team. 
And add Dylan Cease, if fucking Michael Kopech didn't get hurt, they'd be winning this goddamn division this year. They'd be winning this. And Carlos Rodon, that's three fucking, you know, at least at least number threes in the in the rotation. Is Instead, Dil- they is, got uh, fucking Dallas Keuchel still unsigned. He's still unsigned. Oh, he is. I didn't know that. He's gonna get. He's gonna get a massive payday from someone. Though it'll be the fucking Yankees or Red Sox or whoever. Cubs maybe. Probably the Yankees. Yeah, I mean, would you soon, want him? I would. I, you, fuck yeah, I would take him. And I and I wrote. <laughs> That's so, kind of funny. <laughs> I mean, why fuck wouldn't yeah. you? Yeah. Three games out of wild card. Well, I mean, you have all the money. You have like, yeah. you know, Han said it will be spent. May, I mean, wouldn't that be some wild twist of shit if they went out and got Dallas Keuchel, brought up Dylan Cease, and the White Sox won 92 games? I'll tell you, too, and I don't mean to divert the conversation here, but I really enjoy Lucas Giolito. Yeah. Like, Dude. Yeah. Him in that rain game, him in that dog out, he was pumping the boys up, and he looks like a leader. We've talked about him a, a fuck ton on Redline Radio. When we were down there, he in Arizona for spring training, it was March, I want to say, 18th. He made a start. And I looked. I looked at you. You were kind of fucked up, but um, we just had a <laughs> few casual right. Miller lights in it. And I looked. I'm like, dude, his that that his mechanical adjustments. Yeah, that you he said made, he was a different guy. He's yeah. gonna stick. I didn't know if it was gonna be upstairs or not, but mm-hmm. he is such a fucking different pitcher. Yeah. And now he's making the media rounds talking about the adjustments. I'm gonna toot my own horn a little bit. I was the first one to point them out on the internet. And it was kind of goes so back I'll to I'll give that, Dave uh, credit. Dave, this Kyle is very Hendrick true. Did. And I actually think in spring training, I was giving Dave shit. Like, dude, there aren't all the mechanical adjustments in the world that can change the way he thinks. I take that back. I had a hitting. I had a conversation with a major league hitting coach. I said, how much do you value, you know, like the mind preparation versus like the technical side? He's like, the only thing that matters is the technical side. Like all the mental preparation stuff is bullshit. You can either do it or you can't. Pretty aggressive stuff, right? Okay. That's very aggressive. Now, if you apply that to Lucas Giolito, though, it's pretty fucking true with what we've seen because he's made mechanical adjustments, and what's it's allowed him to do is fucking command his fastball. Oh, shocker. What happens when you command your fastball? Confidence you How many yeah. fucking like, times? Gee whiz. Dude, I, I, and I know you're going to lambast me for what I'm about to say, but he he's like a Kyle Hendricks right now that fucking works off his changeup, but he throws 96-97. Mm-hmm. So, like, and yeah, which means he's filling up the strike zone. He's, you know, inducing contact. It's weak contact. He's got a 219 batting average against, I want to say, last time I looked. He's got a three, like, two ERA or whatever. But he was well known for having a fucking wipeout curveball mm-hmm. when he was, you know, coming up through the prospects yeah. or the organization and everything. Number one prospect in baseball. But now he's fucking working off his changeup. He doesn't even throw it. It's like a show me curveball when he wants to just toy with hitters. It's fastball three one count hitters spinning into the fucking ground. Full count strike three, and his confidence just to be able to locate that changeup and then back that up with the ninety five mile an hour fastball. It's turning him into an all star pitcher. Yeah, and I fucking love everything about. It. We're gonna talk to him in a few weeks, like really in depth on Redline Radio about it. Mm-hmm. Couldn't be more excited to just talk pitching with someone. Quick analogy for the difference between Lucas Giolito last year and this year would be the difference between Byron Leftwich throwing a football and Drew Brees throwing a football. <laughs> okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, like, what's easier to repeat? Like, how quick it – like, Drew Brees, there's Brees no wasted. Right like, so, yeah. I'm not saying that that's how efficient Lucas Giolito is yeah. relative to other major league players, but, like, he's definitely taking the ball out of his glove, putting it next to his ear – and the reason is it's easier to throw strikes. Now, he may not be – when he had the long arm swing, he could run it up to 100, 9,900, all that stuff. So he, there is a little bit of, like, a trade-off. But, like, you see the trade-off when you're fucking prepared fucking is 97. Yeah. So, right. Kudos to Lucas Giolito. I was wrong. Yeah. I owe you a beef. <laughs> and you know what? We're going to bring him a beef, too. I hope the White Sox do get aggressive here with C's and, like, and Keiko, like you're talking about, because Chicago – this is like the most watchable both teams have been. Like they're they're probably like the two of the more exciting teams in all of baseball. So if you're a casual baseball fan, this is the market to be. It's been ten years this, since they've I was, been equally competitive. Like I this. was talking to a player on the Sox yesterday, and I'm like, and we were just shooting the shit, and mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, you don't understand how refreshing it is to watch the brand of baseball you guys are playing right now. White Sox fans haven't seen this in like ten years. Like yeah. the, the just players don't be too desperate with these guys. Dude. The it. The players don't understand because they haven't seen. They don't care. They don't, they don't yeah. care. I yeah. mean, he, they don't care. This is Ryan Burr I was talking to. Here, yeah. He was. I mean, he grew up in Colorado. He doesn't fucking know how bad they were yeah. for the last decade. So I, I'm, and the bullpen looks fucking great, mm-hmm. fucking great. And I yep. said that was going to be their strong point too. Kelvin Herrera gave up a go for ball to Vlad Jr. yesterday, which fucking sucked. But I say this: it's, it's not nearly as bad as all the White Sox fans were saying when they did sign Machado. No, yeah. no. Fuck Machado. They don't fuck, need Machado. Fuck, fuck that guy. Yeah. yeah. This team's looking fresh. 
They're, yeah, they're looking. They're looking. How about? Yeah. Hey, how you doing? I do wanna. I do wanna end on this with the White Sox talk real oh, quick, though. We got okay. an ad read. I couldn't. I couldn't fucking state this enough that they have to go as hard as possible at Cole Hamels next year when he's a free agent. They're going hard after him. I would fucking kill for him in their rotation. You know, yeah, you're really tooting that horn on uh, Twitter. Because I was, I was looking at all the free agents next year. I'm like, Garrett Cole is probably going to get thirty two million dollars a year. I'm like, Cole Hamels, you can get him on a two year deal, third, fourth year option, maybe whatever it is for like twenty mil a pop, whatever. And he's going to be Cole Hamels. He's an awesome pitcher. Works off his changeup. Mm-hmm. Awesome in the clubhouse. And he would be the perfect lefty, like back end guy that that he is for the Cubs right now. So. I find it strangely satisfying that Dave really wants like all, one of our guys right now. <laughs> I mean, he's, so I'm not I'm not ripping. I'm just I'm admitting that I find it strangely satisfying. It's not fair to you, Dave. It's a very reasonable want. Would you say else. it's refreshing? <laughs> <laughs> Some could say it's it's not refreshing because it's coming from you, Chief Adbreed. Yeah, so you're going hard after Hamels. What is easy to do? And what I was saying about the White Sox, okay, is that I always have them on a lot of times when I'm cooking dinner. Background and what noise, I cook yeah. for dinner is background noise because they are watchable. It's HelloFresh. And HelloFresh makes it so easy that I can watch the White Sox and cook a meal at the same time. So HelloFresh makes conquering the kitchen a reality with deliciously simple meals. HelloFresh does all the meal planning, all the shopping, all the prepping, so you can focus on a healthier you and a happier family. You can cook it for yourself if you're a single guy like us and uh, and most of your listeners and most of our listeners. But they make it so you can have your girlfriend, you can have kids over. It's it's great. Um, it's enjoyable. It's easy. Everything is pre-measured, and it, you follow. It's a six-step uh, picture. So even if you can't read, you should be able to do. Uh, Hello Fresh. So you spend less time meal planning, less time grocery shopping, and you get back to do what uh, what more of you love, which is sitting around, being with the guys, watching baseball, and things come together and so fast. So the last thing you want to do when you get home is spend all this time cooking and, and, and then shopping. So you can get everything done in thirty minutes or less. So it's it's faster than your average uh, del- you know meal delivery service. So make a delicious um, part of your week every week. There's three meals to to meal plans to choose from uh you can get the classic the veggie the family everything is so great on there so um you know, i'm just can, yeah. I, can we go off script just for one second yeah, keep going please. can we open the show talking about like adult stuff and we just talk like it's hard it's it is hard right? yeah, like, you can't even hang easy. a fucking you can't even hang a like a picture on your wall i have no pictures in my apartment right so get hello fresh but i cook it i cook good dinners because like, i got hello fresh right. so the day was over the other night hello fresh dinner so with, easy, so convenient. So easy, so yeah. I so, did pop in, and I made myself a little HelloFresh. Yeah, I dinner. bet you popped in. <laughs> it was a it was a pop. Yeah, in. I bet. Yeah. So and then all it is is it's eighty dollars for your first month of HelloFresh. So think of all the meals you're getting for HelloFresh. If you go to hellofresh.com slash redline eighty, again that's hellofresh.com slash redline eighty, um, and that's that's our that's the URL to get that promo code. It's twenty dollars off your first four boxes. You gotta like, enter Redline eighty, right? Enter Redline eighty, and it's like receiving eight meals for free. That I, was. Excellent. I feel like yeah. I feel like we should be playing music like uh, like the Star Spangled Banner softly in the background. It's like the state of the, the Hello Fresh State of the Union ad read. <laughs> that was how to eat. I'm honestly, I'm I'm. It was a good ad read, and that pisses me off because the Hello Fresh ad read is by far and away the hardest one to do. And you did pretty well, all things considered. And I was hoping that you'd get made fun of like I did when I did it on, I think it was Dog Walk a few weeks back mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. I think but, we've all stumbled over that yeah, in the past. Dave's not petty. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, love a good, I love a good pet. Is that something, does that work? No, it doesn't. It makes absolutely zero sense, uh, and neither does the Bulls pick at seven. Unbelievable, man. I mean, slotted to get the fourth spot. We lose three spots in the draft. I don't even know where to start. I, I mean, I've already moved on. And I've, I've already scouted guys who are going to hopefully be there at seven. But it just sucks, man. We really had a chance in this uh, three-player draft is what they're calling it. And mm-hmm. uh, we just didn't happen, man. Well, I got to say, you're normally negative Ed when it comes to teams. You already being like Kobe White. You're just like optimistic Ed. 
Like for the for, for the first time in your life, you're like for, fuck the lottery, and you're optimistic at that. That's your guy. You want Kobe White at seven, and then you'll feel good about it. Tell the story, Ed. So they're mad at me. Big Cat and Carl were mad at me because we were at the field day. This was Tuesday during the day, so before the lottery, and we're just talking shop. And I was like, you know who I really like in that draft? That's I really like Kobe White. And they're like, whoa, what, what do you mean you like Kobe? I was like, yeah, I just really like him, North Carolina guy. He's like, we need to, we can't be thinking about that guy yet. You know, we need oh, to, Ed. we need to oh, that's higher. <laughs> and I was like, no, I agree. I just, I'm just pointing out that he's a guy that I really like. If things were to go, you south. spoke it into existence. I, yeah. I don't know about that. I mean, yeah, I think it's the same thing with David Montgomery. We had to put a gun to your head. You're like, yeah, you know, I don't know. There's a lot of guys that could be available. I just pick one. You're like David Montgomery, Iowa State running back. So, I mean, if history repeats itself, then we're going to get our guy Kobe White at number seven. <laughs> so how about that? That makes me happy. Would you rather have him or one of these guys that are the point guards are rumored to be out there, whether it's one of the Celtics point guards or if it's Lonzo, or would you rather just be like, we're building a young team? I mean, I know Lonzo and Terry Rozier are still pretty young, but would you just rather be like, fuck everything, don't give up the asset? So Lonzo's interesting because Lonzo Ball is a very good NBA point guard. He's obviously not the greatest shooter, but Mm -hmm. the things he could do, passing the ball and his vision are, like, unmatched. Like, he is just fucking dynamite in those aspects of uh, basketball. But I just the, – the the side baggage is just – I mean, you know, LeVar and the Gar packs, that's like oh, – oh, So a, this oh, is where man. we get twisted up as bloggers because I think of that and I'm like, we get a LeVar versus Gar packs, like – Let's go. Like, like that's that could be twelve blogs a year. If something. Well, like, you know what's better is fucking winning basketball games. Yeah, but I've given up on that. And I, I want to get Lavar on the pod. Oh, he would. He would for sure come on. Right? I actually think he probably I think would. He definitely, no, he would. would. Yeah. He would. But yeah. I mean, come on. Like he's been pretty quiet last year. I don't know if like him and Magic Johnson had like an agreement or LeBron. Yeah, but yeah. LeBron too. But uh, he's not going to be so quiet if he comes here. So I know we're kind of done talking about Game of Thrones. Yeah. But I think you know what we're seeing now with the Lakers falling apart is that you have Magic Johnson who quit and he's accusing uh, the GM of stabbing him in the back. Like he's out there running around. The Lakers are a complete mess. We need somebody to turn Gar Foreman and, and John Paxson oh, against each other. And I think that could be LeVar. He could be like the, the master of whispers getting in there and like Excellent causing call. all this drama. Great. And like the Bulls just collapse upon themselves and then they can start again. Very start good anew. point. Very good point. I love it. Listen, Lonzo, I mean, what's your guys' general take on him besides the whole LeVar? LeVar I like the aspect. vision stuff because it plays in with Levine and Laurie. I mm-hmm. don't want someone to come in and be like, okay, now you're our first or second option. Like, I think what the core they have now is proven that they have two, like, primary scorers offensively. Otto Porter being that big swing guy, like, can he take that next step? So, yep. whoever that piece is that they're adding to try and build around, I want it to be entirely facilitator first, team guy. Maybe that's not Lonzo, but like you're saying, unparalleled vision. Yeah, he really is. I mean, it just sucks because – his he can't I, shoot or I, guard. Well, his defense is a little better than people give him credit for. But I don't know. This might be meatball me, but I just the, the guy. He's just not a winner. He but is Boylan not can get Chicago the most out of him. Guy like this I, city, I don't. That's not meatball at all. Okay. That's not yeah. meatball right. at all. But I'm that's saying, the like, fucking truth. Right he is there. not a guy the city will rally around because he yeah. is a guy that sticks his head down and you know what neighborhood would he be from if he was from Chicago? Oh man, with that haircut in Aryville. He's a suburbs guy. Yeah, he's a suburbs guy, like Waukegan or something. Yeah, I like that. I, I, I would guess that. He's like a Waukegan guy, Zion Benton or that, something No, like that. he's Waukegan. That's an excellent fucking call right there. <laughs> yeah, did you know that, Ed? <laughs> did you know that? Yeah, yeah. No, it's just, I don't know. I, I just remember watching him at UCLA when the games mattered, you know, in the tournament. Mm-hmm. And he just, he was the first guy to just not give a fuck. Well, how about well, this? It feels good to care about the Bulls even it, for a little bit, doesn't it? It does. And and I the, that's the, the image that I have in his mind, in my mind rather. But you kind of talked me into him right now. So when he was at UCLA, and you're at that level, and you're the you know the number two pick, you're expected to take over ball games offensively, and that's not really his strength. Like you need if you put a really good team around him, and he can dish it off. But if you're expecting him to to get and take and make his own shots, that's not that's not his strength. He's yeah, not an end of the game. But kind that of guy. UCLA team also had some good pieces they too. They had yeah. TJ Leaf, they had Holiday, uh, Welsh. Like that yeah. was a good UCLA team. That was he was really the leader of and. They just they, yeah. they lived and died with him, and he was just he he just didn't have it, man. Like you he think was he's that a dog. guy that yeah, just threw the headphones on, and just hops back on the bus. Well, you buy him a could Zach Levine ever be a top ten player in the Eastern Conference? Oh. I, I don't know. It's interesting because I know the mixtape boys. Uh, Tyler, he they was like really yeah. like him. He was like I like Zach Levine. I was like, I mean, I mean, he would put it this way. 
Uh, Lonzo Ball would be a great fit, I think. I mean, when you got the shooters, Ronald Carter could shoot, Larry mm-hmm. Markin could shoot, Otto Porter could shoot a little bit. I mean, they like and uh, they, it would the fit is really perfect, but it's just the guy, you know the 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 skill set is perfect, the guy is not perfect. And I think we know enough by now it ain't gonna work then. Like, yeah. but now that's assuming that he's not perfect. That's assuming that it won't work. Like if if it isn't a fit, it's not a fit. And I kind of feel the same way about Levine too. I feel like he and Lonzo are kind of like he's not a guy. He's not like a guy. Yeah, like, like he, they'd just be making plans like how they're going to go back yeah, to Cali in the yeah, offseason or something. Yeah. Just, Levine's like he'll, he he strikes me as like a front runner. Yeah, but now that Levine gets to settle in and it really is his team at least. Let's just see what he does this year. Let's see or let's see what he does yeah, coming into the next year because this is like he had that fucking contract. He got criticized. Then he had the whole city being like, "Holy mm-hmm. shit, this dude can go out and just he like turn a game over." So, yeah. holy fuck, is Lonzo talented? Yeah, he really is. Yeah, he really he's a is. unique guy. So you do it, Ed. No, I wouldn't do it. Okay, okay. Uh, you, you're a Kobe White. I'm a Kobe White yeah. guy. That's just yeah. That's you just, can't say it on yeah. field day and then <laughs> trade him for Lonzo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm a Kobe White guy. Six five, athletic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you, you could score. You could shoot the lights out. So yeah. I mean, the the Bulls from outside would be absolutely dominating. They'd be like, fun. And that's what do they do now? What, what I mean, do people like uh, bring back two pointers or three pointers now in the NBA? Oh, I uh, think they ooh, like the three pointers. Exactly. Threes. Kobe White could shoot. I mean, look at all those shooters. We'd be yeah. shoot city. Shoot city. Yeah, we'd be awesome. <laughs> we need fifty-two and thirty. I don't know about that. Okay, <laughs> flip it the other way. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which would be an improvement, I think. So yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate that we fell to seven, but there are good players that are going to be there. Uh, hopefully, it's Kobe White. If not, there's some other guys, Garland uh, out of Vanderbilt. But we'll see what happens. And uh, the Bulls, they got young pieces. They got good pieces, but. If it'll be enough, your guess is as good as mine. I want you to use your draft black magic powers again. Okay. For the Blackhawks. Who do we want? Sitting at three, all the media starting to talk about why a defenseman's not a good idea and they should take this forward or that forward. All the people that have Stan Bowman in their ear and and the people that Stan Bowman has in his pocket are now, like, pumping the forward thing. We want Bowen Byram. Say it. Bowen Byram. Bowen Byram. I really like that Bowen Byram guy. Bowen Byram. Uh, Vancouver Giants. Vancouver, yeah, yeah Vancouver, Vancouver Giants. Yeah, so you know, been studying nice defenseman. Bit, That's what we need. He's a number one defenseman. Front line. What's that? He's a front liner. He's a, he's a number one type guy. We Can don't you have describe him physically. Is he tall? Is he short? Is he's he... like six foot, six foot one, right around one hundred ninety five pounds. Skates like the wind. Can plays a little bit mean. He set. He led the o, um, WHL playoffs in scoring as a defenseman, which had never been done. The guy is special. So they've drafted all these defensemen in the past. None of them are at that level. You need a Duncan Keith type replacement going forward. This guy could be that guy. Don't fuck it up. Don't well, fuck it up by taking a guy who might who's going to be like a good second line center just because you have all these other defensemen waiting. Take the guy who's the best guy. That's Bowen Byram. Bowen Byram. Ed said it. So even at the number three overall pick, you can't get like a front line center. I mean, you can. In a lot of years, Jonathan Taves was the number three overall pick, mm-hmm. so you can definitely get that kind of guy. I'm just saying that defensemen are kind of more valuable, and you still have Taves and you have Dylan Strom. So then you'd be adding a guy who's going to really theoretically be your third center. So you might as well just take the best player available. I like that. Listen, hockey can't be any different than the NFL. Yeah, it's, it's pr- probably right? pretty similar. But you don't want to take if you have if you took uh, a running back three years in a row and none of they're all like solid. They're all like Montgomery's. You're not going to be like, oh my god, we've got a chance at Saquon, but we're just going to pass. No, you take like you take the generational type guy. So that you just you when you when there's talent that special available you have to take him and that's what Bowen Byram can be so that doesn't matter who they've drafted in the past they're not good enough to be like you you don't you're going to draft for organizational depth take the guy who's staring you right in the face who can help you and help you fast and he's and he's and there's no chance he goes top two no the top two is the top two the top like those guys have been set for like a year and a half rg3 and andrew luck yeah Yeah. exactly yeah Yeah. like those those two guys are they are at the top of the draft hey wasn't dwayne wade taken in the same draft as carmelo and lebron he He was was. where's our dwayne wade i think don't bowen byram could be that guy he he could be in that same discussion he's going to be a really great player so just when you see the other people in the media the hawks fan like oh take this guy turka take this guy cousins we just want byram byram no matter what i'm in you're in. I'm in. Uh, Eddie spoke into existence. Bowen Byram. He's going to be drafted by the Hawks. 
So Love it. go home tonight and say Bowen Byram in the bathroom. Yeah, with like, the can, should we three, write a letter? Like, I feel like there's letter. actual like constructional activity we can. It take. sounds like there's a lot of disinformation in the in the media about this too. Yeah, I, I think the people look at the people who have the interviews, and then the people who are that have interviewed Stan recently, uh, the Athletic, and then those are the Cough. two. Those are the two guys who are have swung, and now they're writing pieces about all the risks associated with taking a, a defenseman at number three. But so, which is bullshit. There's what? no risks in taking a defenseman. Add wave your black magic wand. This. My wave question is this, though. I can't see it, but if the top wave. two are set, mm-hmm. like stone cold, it's carved into wood. What's the purpose of disinformation? Unless you're trying to trade back, or like I don't know. But it's like the, the, it's the, they've been describing this draft as the Blackhawks have like the first pick in the draft because the other the, two, right, okay. right. So it's like it's like they could go in a few different directions. But if you were starting a team from zero and you didn't have anything. It would be Byram. So just take that guy. Like, they don't have anyone. The Hawks have drafted Yogi Haru, Mitchell, all these guys, Bolquist. None of them are as good as this guy. And they need a guy who can be their Duncan Keith. They don't have it in the systems. This guy is that guy. He might even be ready to play at 18. I say play three defensemen. I say just change it around. Do a 2-3. Don't they always do 3-2? Change the game, Dave. The 1-3-1. 1-3-1. Can you reinvent it? Yeah. Can you do that on five on five? A one three one or what's the power play That's that I like? Yeah, we're, yeah. we're going to circle back on that next week when we got yeah. some video on that. Chief, I'm happy for you. I'm mm-hmm. excited because you have a little glimmer of hope. And anytime you get a little glimmer of hope around the Blackhawks, that's a special thing for people that know you. Am I wrong? Oh, yeah. He, it, I, it's crazy how much the Blackhawks affect his. It really is crazy. We're ha- we're I'm excited to run back that party and absolutely, absolutely, actually, sorry, be happy with the draft pick. Like that, we did that pick last year. Dave filmed me, and I was irate. You were fucking furious. I was pissed. Like I pouted the rest of the night. So this year they're going to take somebody. It's going to be Byram, thanks to Ed, and I'm going to be happy about it. And then, so then now they have so their nice. their franchise defenseman. They got a lot of money to spend. There is like there is some hope as long as management doesn't fuck it up. So that's mm. that's kind of where we are right as now. As long as management doesn't. Fuck it up. So let's end there with Blackhawks mm-hmm. as long as management doesn't fuck it up. Fingers yep. crossed. Optimism. Dave, you've been tap dancing, jumping around. You're super excited for something you're about to reveal to the Red Line radio audience. David, what game is it? Do you remember the game Mary Fuck Kill Mike? Yes. How do you play it? You have three options, and then you pick one option that you would marry because you love it. You pick mm-hmm. one option you would fuck because you lust over it, and then you pick one option that you would kill uh Either it's process of elimination or out of pure hate. But sometimes the choices in the game are so hard. It's like, I don't know, pick three of the most beautiful women on earth. You can't kill one of them because you don't want to. But you right. have to by the rules of the game. So we got a little game we're going to be playing. It's called Cut Trade Lifetime Contract. Sometimes it'll be easy. Sometimes it won't Could be. Could you say that slower? Cut Trade Lifetime Contract. So like so, marry, fuck, kill, But cut. with cutting trading or sign him to life They're, they play out the rest of the career for you and your team can we change the name of it on the fly yeah let's well, what do you got what do you cut got for sit me? start cut, cut sit, sit start. lifetime contract the only problem i have is because like you can marry and fuck or kill so like, no it's a lifetime of monogamy i do like i do marry. like life Actually, i like true. build statue okay you know statue know. start cut sure we can call it that <laughs> there's a little alliteration i there. just feel like i feel like Trade and cut are too similar. So it's like you either want them or you don't. And so then how much do you want them? Then how much do you want them? So the the cut has to go. Okay. So and then you can't just. So what are we adding? So what is the final like. answer on this game we're playing? I would say cut. Cut. Start statue. Start statue. Okay. Eddie, what do you think of that? You're mulling over your thinking. I love it. Dave, whatever Dave, whatever Dave William wants, uh, we're going to go with. So, we're going to play this game centered around the Bears this week. Why are you spinning a bottle? Because that's a little that's a little just extra pizzazz for the going. game. So, I'm going to ask Eddie this since he's our forefront Bears guy. Ed, I already forgot the name of the game we're playing at this point. Uh, okay. Cut, start, statue. statue. Cut, start, statue. Tariq Cohen, Kyle, Fur- Kyle Fuller, Allen Robinson. Who you cutting? Who you... Uh, Starting and who we build a statue for. Okay, so I guess this might be this might be out of the box a little bit here, but I'm in a statue Tariq Cohen. You know, guy you know, little little shifty guy, uh 
dual with running you. back. Yeah. Uh, Darren Sproles lasted a long time in this league. That's a great player comp for him. So I'm going to go with him. I think there's longevity to his game, even though running backs are not a longevity position in the NFL. Here's where it gets kind of tough with Allen Robinson and Kyle Fuller. I mean, I like them both. It's really nothing against either. I think I would start Allen Robinson just because I, I remember what it was like for that uh, that year without when we traded B. Marsh and uh, Alshon Jeffrey, and it was just misery at wide receiver. So there's a little bit of recency bias towards that. And unfortunately, I would have to dump Kyle Fuller because I think cornerback, uh, high uh, turnover position. So I'll go with that. Dave, I'm going to spin it back to you real quick, though, and mm-hmm. just quickly do Urlacher, Peanut, and Briggs. All right, I am going to – all right, I'm cutting – fuck, this is a hard one. See, this is the name <laughs> of the game right here. Um, I thought Peanut was a very good player, but out of those three, probably the least talented maybe. He got the most out of, like, his grit and toughness. Like maybe the but, best Bears DB ever. I, I mean, we're talking about Lance Briggs in, in comparison to Lance right. Briggs and mm. Brian Erlacher. That's why this game's tough. Ed and I are on the same page that I'm definitely cutting Lance Briggs. Same. Yes. Easily. You're, Easily. Ooh. Which is tough because I like it's, Lance. We're I'm Lance building Briggs. a statue for Erlacher, even though I and do Lance think Briggs he was a, a motherfucker of a player. But. Overrated. Yeah. So and then... So a statue for Urlacher, but you can't even just let, lay, <laughs> leave it at that. He was like, he gets a statue even though he was overrated. What? Is that what you just said? I what? think he was a tick over. Well, I'm, what? I, there's rules I have to play by. You could run right at Brian Urlacher, and that was his weak point. That's what the Packers did for years. Mm-hmm. But um, Hall of Famer. I, I think, I yeah, think, of you, course. You, think you, you, can't cut, you can't cut Peanut. What do you got for Cohen, Fuller, Robinson? I'm with you on, on Cohen. And I feel like Allen Robinson just didn't do enough for me last year. So, and they have they have some other options. But a lot of that was on the offense. A lot of that was on Trubisky. Yeah, they spread it around. Yeah, perhaps. No, no, it's, yeah. A fair, it's a fair assessment, though. Fuller is a ball hawking corner. Like he gives that that secondary a little bit of attitude. He's a playmaker. I feel like those guys are actually hard to find. So, like I feel like the plays that he makes as a DB are more valuable inside of a game than what Allen Robinson brought to the table. So, I'm going to go with that that Pro Bowl level corner. Rather than like a very good, like a one, you know, uh, he's probably a two on a, on a really good yeah. team, Robinson. So I'll take it. Yeah. I'm just going to be quick. I'll be very quick. I got to cut Cohen, and it's just because I love Nagy. It's because I just trust that, like, Nag- I think Nagy could turn White Sox Dave into like a productive, you know, third down. Back. I was a so, f- fucking awesome and, fullback. And I just think Fuller, you know, like you get Fuller, you shut down part of the field, and mm-hmm. you just worry about less stuff, and you get to do more blitzing and shit like that. So Allen Robinson, you start, though. And th- the reason is, the fucking matchups that guy can create on the outside. He forces your biggest DB on the outside. Like, mm-hmm. I just like Allen Robinson. And professional. And if you saw her this weekend, someone came at him for being at, like, the Bears game. Oh, with, like, awesome. his girl. And was like, oh, it looks like your girl's been around the block. And, like, on site at a black tie event, Allen Robinson pulled out his phone and replied on Twitter. He was like, with a ye- but your mama's been around the yeah, block he pulled before. out a yo mama joke. Whoa. So, Allen Robinson, you get a beef. Bad mama jamma. And a start. That's Dave, what we're doing. Start. Dave, do you want to uh, answer the original question? Yeah, well, I'm going to. All right, I'm starting Tariq Cohen. I'm cutting Kyle Fuller. I'm building a statue for Allen Robinson. I guess uh, Robinson and Cohen could kind of be flip flopped, but at that point, it doesn't matter. But Kyle Fuller, he pisses me off a lot. We've talked you, about this. You I don't. He he was good last year, but prior to that, he wasn't all that great. He did. He was very good last you year. You love to pick on defensive backs. You love it. Like you, you hated Eddie Jackson for a yeah, minute. The and he fuck, was like Dave? the best Eddie's... safety in the league. Well, last You're year like, he, he, he was absolutely his rookie year. He was rookie. Year. Okay, okay. All right. All right. That was the first edition of uh, Statue Start Cut. Did yep. I say that right? First yeah, edition. Sure. We'll be back next week with the Blackhawks. Maybe. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. We got more grab bag. We are done with grab bag. We're done with grab bag. So I think I think we're about. Does anybody have a beef? We giving beefs anyone? Hmm. I'll buy Lucas Shealy. You know what? I'm going to take a beef away. Ooh. Not that ESPN would ever get a beef, but they're banned from getting beefs. What three weeks in that? a row at the Cubs Sunday Night Baseball. The last three weeks of Game of Thrones. I got a fucking family at home. I can't manage all this stuff. I mean, there's only so tough. much like two TVs can do. Yeah, and stuff. I'm just sick of it. But here's the other thing, though. The White Sox fans on Twitter were chirping at me. So, like, I got no beef with White Sox fans. You guys know I like White Sox. You're a Southside guy. Yeah, you I love grew them. up in the Southside. Yeah. I respect you guys all this stuff. Get the, leave me the fuck alone. I'll say this. I had some beef about the Cubs playing Sunday night. I said it on Twitter, like, it's horse shit and, like, all this stuff. I get it. The Cubs are good. But, like, this damaging when you have these guys play every Sunday night. All the other teams are playing at 1 o'clock. 
White Sox fans are like climbing in my mentions like, oh, how tough you guys have to play on ESPN Sunday Night Baseball. So like, I'm not trying to be a dick. I get it. You guys don't play a lot on Sunday Night Baseball, if at all, ever. I don't think they ever have. It's like just not <laughs> as it's, it's cool the first time. Yeah. And like when they do the, you know, because they'll do a lot of pre-production stuff around the field yeah, and awesome. the tours and the stories. And if you've never seen ESPN's awesome at live sports production, right? Like that's their bread and butter. So it's very cool to see that. But then after a while, it's just like, it's like going to fucking Disneyland. It's too much. No, thank you. Give me Len Casper. I need fuck. I need the Jeff Vukovic ads. I need to feel like I'm at home. I, I cannot do this stuff anymore. So I don't blame you. I don't blame you. So it's, it's an inconvenience for you. Yes, I like Sunday nights. I don't want to yeah. sit there and listen to fucking Jessica Mendoza and A-Rod and Dave Schulman's or John Chiambi and, oh, I've got a great story for you. No, 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 no. Get back to the fucking count. Get back to the game and rant. And that's not even a rant. That's just me a little perturbed. Yeah. Do, do they do a local broadcast on those days, too, or it's just... No. I mean, it's just, they, I, yeah. Don't they have to, I thought? No. No? Yeah, but... Uh, well, that's... Only on, like, if they do, like, a... Uh, if they do, like, a Tuesday night game, yes. Okay. But Leonard no, Sunday Night Baseball, it, ESPN has exclusive rights to Sunday Night Baseball. That's like a sneaky one of the best parts of being a Hawks fan is you get Ed Zone no matter what. That's true. Yeah. That is so true. Matt, you just get Ed Zone, you just sit back and enjoy it. So, He's got a positive beef. I, that was a negative beef. I want a good, tasty, positive beef. I got a positive beef. I want to give a beef to the horse who finished the Preakness without a jockey. Mm-hmm. I like That was one of my favorite like horse racing moments ever. He bucked his jockey like right out of the gate, and then he said, you know what? I'm going to finish the race. And he didn't even come in last. So kudos to that horse. I can't remember who it was right now. I think it was in the nine, uh, the nine gate. But, yeah, I loved every second of it. So I, did, I didn't even watch give the that beef a, Give that horse a beef. I'm going to buy that horse. I love it. Yeah, that horse gets a beef. Um, no, I, I'm going to buy uh, – who am I buying a beef for? I'm going to buy Daniel Palka beef. I think he's going to be back soon. He is absolutely fucking murdering the ball. He like hit he one. Should. He should. He popped up on my Twitter feed today that he hit one. Yeah, today? Charlotte. Today. Today. So he's got 10 there in the last, like, 10 games. He's hitting over 300, getting on base close to a 500 clip. He's walking more than he's striking out right now. He's going to be back soon. He, I pray to God. podcast coming back? He, it's, it's already been back. We're recording tomorrow probably for uh, Sox Ed. But um, I got to get fucking Yonder Alonzo out of – the lineup right now. Nope. And Daniel Palka. Just a beef. 